0: The Guardian.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Grant. You're listening to the Guardian Children's Book Podcast.
0: Hi, my name's Patrick, and I'm going to be asking Michael a few questions. What's your favorite children's book?
1: It's interesting. My wife, of course, has an easy answer, which is Charlotte's Web. And for me, probably, <laughs> it sounds like my reading didn't advance very far, but uh, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Seuss, uh, Green Eggs and Ham in particular, which at one point I knew by heart and could uh, recite to my kids. I'm a big admirer of his. Um, I think what he does is much more complicated and interesting than it seems to be at, at first. I'm going to go with The Doctor.
0: What's your favorite adult's book?
1: Boy, that's hard to, that's hard to narrow down. Um, let me give you a couple. I'm a big fan of a British writer, actually, um, Patrick O'Brien, who wrote a series uh, set in the Napoleonic era about the British Navy. Huge fan of his. It's a series. I think it ran to 18 books, give or take. And I really liked the way he constructed it and the way he, uh, he was kind of uh, bold in the way he would end a, a particular book. And It was almost like he just got to a point where he go, ah, OK, that's it. That's enough. We're done. And then next book. <laughs> but I was, I was liked him. I thought I admired the, the depth of his uh, erudition. Big fan of uh, Neil Stevenson, his books. Again, I tend to like books who uh, are writers who do a lot of research. But uh, you know, look, my guy, <clears throat> my my spirit guide, <laughs> I guess you'd say, is Stephen King. So I, I still admire the hell out of uh, Stephen King, not just because he's an excellent writer, but because he has a terrific uh, work ethic. So I'll give um, credit to uh, The Stand as uh, my one of my favorite books, certainly.
0: What was the last book you read?
1: I don't know, because I, I have like three different books going right now. There's a book called The Sisters Brothers, which uh, is, uh, I guess, this is an ine- inelegant way to put it, but it's my bathroom book. Uh, <laughs> I've been reading that. I'm reading um, a uh, Scandinavian writer, and I can't remember her name. She's a mystery writer, um, and that's stupid because I can't remember her name. But in any case, uh, the, the Leopard, and uh, short The Leopard, I think is one, one of the titles. I'm reading that, I have uh, Paolo Bacigalupi's uh, book Drowned Cities sitting next to my bed and I need to read that because I uh, hung out with a guy at Comic-Con and uh, seems like an interesting guy and I'd read Wind Up Girl by him it was a great uh, science fiction novel but I guess it's hard to like uh, narrow it down just because I kind of almost always have two or three books overlapping sometimes on audio like I was listening to uh, Skin Hunger by Kathleen Dewey uh, a YA writer a very talented YA writer and a big fan of hers. Uh, I'll throw another shout out to uh, a guy named Daniel Kraus, K-R-A-U-S, for a book called Rotters, which is just a creepy, scary, dark, gloomy book, which I loved. So all those have been finished fairly recently, more or less, or or are still in train.
0: Uh, What character in fiction would you most like to be?
1: Well, I'd like to be Aragorn, because, you know, first of all, elf princess for his girlfriend. That's good. Dude can handle a sword. He's the king, but he also has an alter ego where he just gets to walk around the countryside and, you know, smoke pipes and hang out with uh, hang out with elves. So how about that? I could, I'd love to be Aragorn, or at least look like um, who's the guy who played Aragorn? Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, or or I could look like Viggo Mortensen, and then just that'd be fine too.
0: What character in fiction would could you fall in love with?
1: That's a profound question. I don't I don't think I have a very good answer to that. I'm in love, and have been for the last 33 years, with a writer uh, named Catherine Applegate. So I guess if she were a fictional person, I'd be in love with her. Um, but it's hard for me to imagine falling in love with anybody else, because that was, the, that was the person I fell in love with.
0: What book do you think everybody should read?
1: Dude, you're asking tough questions. I'm going to say this, and I don't want people to take it the wrong way, because I'm completely not religious. Uh, nevertheless, everybody should read the Bible. First of all, the Bible is what made an atheist out of me. But it's also just a fascinating book, which has had a huge amount of, a huge impact. And I, think, I actually think everybody should read it, rather than assuming they know what it is, or rather than quoting it out of context. I wish a lot of people who were believers would read the entire Bible. I think it might be informative for them.
0: Who's your favorite author, dead or alive?
1: Since we're in Scotland, I'll go with uh, George MacDonald Fraser, who uh, wrote a series uh, based on um, the Flashman books, they call them and I guess it's about a dozen books, and there are very few books that I've ever read that made me laugh so hard I would spit things up. And he's one of these writers who, when they die, I'm just so pissed off because I'm not gonna get another book out of him. The guy who writes nonfiction is um, Bill Bryson, who I just think is another guy who I've, I've read Bill Bryson and at times laughed so hard I couldn't go on reading and just would be like falling out of my chair. And that's a really cool experience for me that somebody has that kind of an impact. I should probably pick somebody heavy, but I love guys who make me laugh. Where do you most like to read? I read in all kinds of different places. So I'll read in, in bed at night, but I'll also usually have something on audiobook and I'll read that quote unquote while I'm at Costco. I don't know if you have Costco here, but it's a gigantic store that sells gigantic supplies of things. So if you want to go buy paper towel, they don't sell you a paper towel, they sell you 48 paper towels. It's that kind of place. It's a warehouse store yeah I love going there because I buy mass quantities of stuff, and while I'm there, I'll have headphones on and i will be listening to a book.
0: Where do you most like to
1: write? That one's easy. I like writing outside out of doors. so uh, we lived for a while in Italy, and I would go outside there and and work. You know, it was kind of hot, and bees would attack me and um, when we were in Southern California, that was easy because the weather's almost always nice. I'd be out in the courtyard. And we had a fireplace out there, so on the rare occasions it was chilly, I could crank that up. Now what I have is a deck. Uh, My house is built on the side of a hill uh, looking out over San Francisco Bay. And so I can sit on my deck and I have a rocking chair, put my feet up on the railing. I have a little heater there on the occasions when I need it, usually um, coffee all day long, and then at some point switch over to whiskey because those are what you need to be a good writer. (laughs) Not, Not really. What's cool is we watch the shipping go by and I have an app on my phone so I can actually see what each ship is as it comes by and where it's, where it's going. Uh, I can see the fog killing San Francisco across the bay. It's sometimes it's like a wall of fog over there and San Francisco just disappears behind it. And the fog comes rolling out over the hills. It's like the sinister, almost a Harry Potter-like magic effect. So it's a very cool place to write. And so I sit out there and, and type away.
0: If you were a superhero, <laughs> what would your superhero be and why?
1: Nobody else is a fan of The Flash, but I am. From Marvel, and it's not because his books were any good, because they weren't, but he has super speed. And I am uh, quite possibly the most, I'm certainly the most impatient person I know. So I'm always in a hurry. If there's a queue, I'm always like, get out of my way, let's hurry up, go. If you're ever in traffic driving in a slow way, like below the speed limit, I'm the guy behind you in traffic screaming at you. It's <laughs> not a very pleasant way to be, but I'm always in a hurry. So I would love to have the super speed thing.
0: In Gone, All the Adults Disappear, what do you think would happen if all the kids disappeared?
1: We have that book, it's called Children of Men, where all the children disappeared. I read the book, I saw the movie. Usually if I like a movie and I love the movie, I'll go back and see it again. I can't, because it depresses me. I don't know, I guess if all the children disappeared, including mine, I think my first move would be to get a convertible, finally. Um, As you know, convertibles don't have a back seat, I have kids. I have a son who's 15, a daughter who's 12 and a half. And my son is six feet tall, so I can't jam him in the back of a a little little, tiny seat back there. So I think for me, it must have come down to a major shift. I would have a much cooler car if I suddenly, if all the kids disappeared.
0: Why did you choose 15 as the age people disappear?
1: It was going to be 13. I had some vague notion in my mind of it having to do with puberty and bar mitzvah and manhood and all. And then we realized that's just too young. So I aged the kids up a year. And I think the publisher was pushing for making the, the 16 And I said, no, because by then they can drive. And if they're too old, then the whole series ends up being about kids having sex, which is fine, but it wasn't what I wanted to write. So I wanted it young enough that it was scary. And a big part of the scariness comes from the fact of their age. So, like, you know, you see a a 12-year-old walking down the street, as you do sometimes in Gone, with a bottle of vodka in one hand and a gun in the other. This is a very disturbing thing to picture. But if, if they're 18, it's just any average night in Los Angeles.
0: If you're struggling for ideas, what do you do?
1: When I'm struggling for ideas, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> no, actually I don't, I, you know, ideas have never been the problem. Ideas are easy. So I've got a, a laptop full of ideas. I, you know, I've got ten different series concepts that I, I could easily write and uh, sell if I wanted to. It's less about coming up with ideas and more about disciplining myself to write the stuff I don't want to write. So, like, if I'm writing an action scene, that's fun. I love writing action scenes, that's cool. I'm blazing along. If I'm writing exposition, I'm bored. And it probably shows. But sometimes there are scenes I write and I go, I know they need I know this needs to be in the book. I think the readers are actually gonna enjoy it, but it's boring the hell out of me. And I wish, I wish I wish I didn't have to write it. I wish at that point I could bring somebody in. But ideas are the like the easiest part of the whole thing. The ideas are fun, yeah.
0: downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.